For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It's Monday, May 17th, and this is the live show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And uh, we have got quite a bit to discuss. We didn't do a single live show last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know the last yep. time that we uh, that we haven't done a live show for an entire week. The date for our last live show that I looked at today as I was updating titles was May 5th, and it's May 17th. So it's it's almost been two weeks, 12 days. There you go. It's been quite a while, but we're glad to be back. And we're glad that some of you have already jumped in. I see, uh, I see a bunch of you already watching. If you would like to be involved in the show, you can always jump into the chat. Of course, any platform that you are on, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube, whatever, all of those will populate from the comment section or the chat section directly into the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. Your name will appear on this video from now until the end of time or until YouTube takes it down. So... You can be a part of the show. You can help drive the conversation, and we would appreciate you for doing so. So jump in at any point, and uh, and we will talk with you. Chris, we'll start off. How uh, how has the day been? How's your weekend been? I, I saw you firing up some pizza in the grill. Yeah, I uh, I got a new toy. I got a new pizza cooker. I played with that for a while, and uh, other than that, I did nothing. <laughs> I don't know that I left the house the whole weekend. It was a fairly busy weekend uh, for me. For whatever reason, I, I don't know why. Like I was trying to get the SBR stuff put together yesterday. We watched the uh, the FCS championship game yesterday, uh, Saturday. And I told you a little bit about this. Uh, went to a birthday party where one of my ex girlfriends was going to be on Saturday night. So that created like a whole thing. My wife was going with me, and everybody had to prep and all that. It was just a mess. So that became a whole thing. Uh, had a different babysitter for the first time uh, in since before the pandemic, like it, we, we've kind of been relying on family since the whole pandemic thing started. And, uh, and now we had, you know, a different babysitter come over and, uh, and you know, the child loved her. The toddler was all about it. So things worked out, but yeah, it was a fairly complicated weekend. And, uh, and Monday has not been any easier. I will tell you that it's been absolutely ridiculous, but, uh, I'm glad we get to sit here and talk some sports. Birdie jumps in already. He said, good day, men. Uh, hope you're both well. Chris, did your friend get all the funeral stuff worked out? Uh, I, I guess I, that was a long time ago. I'm That's, sure it all did. <laughs> uh, ben I'm said, certain. I appreciate I, everybody who donated. Yes, I would imagine as much. That, that was over a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, that was well over a month ago. So that was uh, a part of the Corolla thing, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, Ben said, what's up? Ready for the Preds to shock the hockey world? <laughs> I don't know if uh, that's going to happen, but it'd I be wouldn't nice. be upset if it happened, but I will be shocked. Damien said, what's up? It's nice to see Damien back up, in Damien? here. It's good to see everybody. It, uh, it feels a little bit like a bit of a family reunion. I wonder if Damien's a happier person now with Fields in his life. 
Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's still got Andy right. Dalton. I, well, I, I, I don't know. After, you know, the weekend, they came out and said, like, Andy Dalton is our starter. He is number one. So, <laughs> I don't know how Bears fans feel right now. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We're, we're going to talk about some schedule strength and whatnot here in just a little bit. We're going to talk some football, et cetera. As a matter of fact, we will go ahead and dive into this thing. Let's go on and start with the FCS championship game from yesterday. Sam Houston State gets the 23-21 to win over South Dakota State. Did you watch this thing? I did watch this thing. I immediately tore up my ticket for South Dakota State as soon as that quarterback went down on the first drive of the game. I said, man, there is, there's no chance. And, of course, they got things kind of rolling in the fourth well, that quarter. that defense has been unbelievable. I would not have been up. Like, I, I wasn't counting it out the whole time just because what's kept them in the game has been the defense, not their offense. Agreed. But when you have a guy that is not super experienced in a championship format, it and he's the not defense, the reason they lost. He's, he's certainly not. The defense gave up some big-time plays. Uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Equiz. Yeah. That, oh, that final God. drive was amazing. The final really drive was. really was amazing. It really was. So uh, it hurt. It hurt watching, but it was it was pretty incredible. It's yeah. I mean, I, I had South Dakota State uh minus four from last week. So at best I was gonna push. And you know, it is what it is. Uh Isaiah Davis was crazy, had fifty what was it, fourteen runs for like 178 yards or something. That eighty five yarder yeah, where so- he he dare Henry somebody. He got a lot on one. He almost went the distance. My word, yeah. that was uh, yeah. There were there were some absolutely incredible plays. The seventy minute weather delay really sucked. Like that was hard to deal with. Yeah. But all in all, pretty entertaining football game. Like it was exciting. There were big plays on both sides. You got to see them play in the rain. Then you saw the sun come out and like. It, I would say was, the game finished with great weather. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It was a it was a fun ball game. Like this was, you know, we talked before about the idea that maybe FCS should just move to the spring. Yes, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. Like I, I, I do. I'm a hundred percent. I see no negatives at all. I will. I will tell you this. It was the lowest rated FCS title game ever. Yeah, but every <laughs> championship's been lowest rated ever. But listen, I just can't believe that. I can't I can't believe that it was the lowest ever because normally it's going up against real college football. True. Like I, I I wonder because of the contracts and everything, like I think going forward, if they schedule this thing outright, then you won't have games on Sunday and you you're won't gonna, have games. Yeah, you're gonna you know, get this you're gonna get this thing on here's the deal. They need to keep playing it in the spring for the very reason that it's going to give ESPN an opportunity to get uh, more inventory. It's going to get these other sports networks to start bidding on leagues, and they are going to get in on it. You know, Fox's sports network is dying for content. Hey, do you right see now. what do you see? What Fox is doing right now? No, there's this thing called the Spring League. Have you? Have we we hadn't even talked about it on the show. I don't think. But like Joel Klatt's calling some of the games. Like it's it's, it's a, football. Yes, it's football. Like what it's kind a, of football is it? It's it's like another XFL kind of thing. No, it's like God AAF. Damn it. it's, Come on. Know. No, just pick up this shit. Listen, <laughs> if Fox if, I'm not kidding. If Fox called the the NCAA or whoever these conferences are that that run the FCS and they and they called them and they said, "Look, we want you to do a spring league from here on out and we're going to pay you for it, but we want all of you." 
and and we've got a deal for all every conference there is. I guarantee you they all instantly move to the spring because they've never had a TV deal before ever. And I promise you in four years, it'll be a home run for Fox and it'll be a home run for them. I could, I could buy that. I could 100% buy that. Uh, there by are the way, zero negatives whatsoever. Zero. The, the spring league, there are eight teams in it. Um, so tonight, there's actually two games. They had two games on Saturday, two games tonight. Next week, this I will not watch one second of. Next not week, one it is bit of. two games on Thursday and two games on Saturday. The week after, it's Thursday, Saturday. Um, but they the game this evening is at so first one seven p.m. Eastern. And 10 p.m. Eastern, you got the Generals against the Sea Lions and the Jousters against the Blues. When, how did this thing get put together? Um, when did it even get started being put this, together? I, I read about it over the weekend. And so, for example, um, the Generals... So they threw it together over the weekend? Well, I, I think that... Well, it started on May 6th. So that was the start date. I don't know anything else about it, really. <laughs> like, I don't know... What it is, I, I do know, like, uh, Devontae Kincaid, who is a former Ole Miss quarterback, and Ryan Mallett, you know, former Arkansas, former Patriot, whatever, uh, or, or Raven. Was he a Patriot ever? Yeah, he was Patriot. Yeah, okay. All right, so I remember that right. I mean, I guess um, he, he never took a snap. You know, Chris James. He was paid for Paul, them. Yeah, he was paid for a little bit. It, he took the James, uh, or not James, uh, uh, Chase Daniel method of uh, getting paid. So, Devin Gray, wide receiver from uh, uh, from Cincinnati, Sal Canella. Tight end out of Auburn, um, you know, just different guys that did not catch on in the NFL that uh, that aren't even practice squad guys. Like that's there you go. Ben uh, Ben Simpson said, "Is this the one with Johnny Football?" No, that was a different one. I believe that was a different league that nobody knows about. But that that one happened in the fall, didn't it? I'm not I'm not interested in this at all, Gary. I don't know. It's it's strange. It's it's certainly strange. On the planet, give me FCS. These are real schools with real spa- with real fans with real support, and give it to me in the spring as soon as college football is over with. I'm talking one week after college football ends. I need yep. this starting. Start it up the very next week. I'd be okay. I'm with just that. talking. I, if you want to give me a one week moratorium, I'm okay with that. After that, I, but the last week of January, I need FCS kicking off, cranking this thing up. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. So, uh, cheers to Sam Houston. First FCS title for that school, and they've got a, a pretty big history. I mean, they, it's a traditional school. They've, they've done big things. Um, you know, people said that they were going to be pretty good this year. They went 7-5 and five last year. I didn't necessarily buy it. And even in the playoffs, I felt like they kind of got lucky at several spots. And But sometimes... A little bit of luck it's, helps. It's you. hard for me to. It's hard for me to call them lucky. I picked against them every game in the playoffs, <laughs> not just to not cover, but to lose every one of them outright. And I, I just, I, you know, I don't know that it's luck. At some point in time, you just got to be better than other people. You, you know, they played well. I watched a lot of their games. I had financial interest in their failure, and and they didn't fail. They played yes. really well. Yeah. Yeah, that's 100 They made big-time plays when it mattered. Uh, Damien said uh, the spring league sounds exactly like that basketball league that Ice Cube owns. That's exactly what Wait, I was hold thinking. On. This is some bullshit no, no, no. league. This is way different because at least with the big three, there's name recognition. There's guys that you have watched play before. With this, it is a bunch of no-names that you ain't ever heard of. 
Like, you might have heard of them if you're a college football fan. If these guys have TV contracts, but the FCS doesn't, we have a problem. We have a gross, gross problem. I'm going to wager that it's not a big TV contract. I don't care. I don't care. These teams should be on television, not on the internet. Oh, you're talking about uh, the FCS stuff. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Sorry. I I, I had it twisted in my head for some reason. I'm going to tell you that, like, if I was CBS, if I was Turner right now, my my CBS Sports Network that's dying for content, if I was NBC Sports right now, see, NBC Sports probably doesn't want it because right now, like, they're they're heavily invested in hockey, and this is going to go head-to-head with hockey. So they they might not want. But Turner, Turner, absolutely. CBS Sports. Pick that shit up. I wonder, think about this. CBS right now does not, you know, after three seasons from now, CBS does not have a conference that they are, you know, super affiliated with. At least not for CBS. I think they're going to. I'm sure that they will. Uh, Ben said NBC's done with hockey after the, yeah, we've talked about that on here before. Yeah. Um, But I, I do, I wonder if it wouldn't make sense for CBS to just negotiate the rights with the NCAA which I know you and I are not big fans of, but negotiate the rights with the NCAA and then just every Saturday have the biggest FCS game and, and you get to choose from all of those conferences. So you can have Jackson State if you want to. You can have, like, all of those are kind of under the same tier. As, as long as it's in the fall, I'm, I'm in the spring, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. If you have, you cannot have a CBS Saturday with North Dakota State, you know, playing And, and South Dakota State? No, that that can't be the CBS two thirty game of the week, Gary. Yeah, you're probably right. You are probably we, right. Gone I don't know what from CBS Alabama is LSU game of the century twice to to this <laughs> to North Dakota State and South Dakota State. The Dakota that marker be, that cannot happen. <laughs> that that's not that's not well, okay. That's, that's on CBS. You know they they didn't want to pony up for the SEC. Uh, well, I get it, but they'll pick up another conference. I I'd imagine you they'll pick a conference. I would up. imagine it'll. Probably be the Pac-12, and I'm going to guess we oh, yeah, might have some Pac-12 They're the expansion. only one without a TV deal. Well, I mean, they'll it, here in just a few years, they'll be renegotiating, figuring all that stuff out. And I mean, we're we're going to talk about the Pac-12 commissioner here in just a little bit, so we'll we'll get to it then. Akbar jumps in. What's up, guys? Always great listening to your shows. Well, we you. certainly appreciate, appreciate it. Good to see Akbar in here. Let's uh, let's talk about the Broncos real quick. Um, okay. So they they made a historical hire today. And, or was it over the weekend? Whenever it was. I guess, it, no, it was announced this morning. So, cheers to that. Uh, Kelly Klein from the Minnesota Vikings. They have moved her to the front office in a historic scouting hire. Uh, she is the executive director of football operations and the special advisor to general manager George Patton. The team announced on Monday. Klein, who is 30 years old, is believed to be the highest-ranking female scouting executive ever with an NFL team. Their quote on it is, Kelly is a rising star in the NFL, and we are fortunate to add someone of her caliber to the Denver Broncos, Patton said in a statement announcing the news. Having worked with her for nine years in Minnesota, Kelly has a strong understanding of all aspects of football ops and player evaluation, along with outstanding leadership qualities. She will be a tremendous resource with her experience on the pro and college sides, as well as her knowledge of grading, scale, and football calendar. Um, basically, she's going to be the primary liaison for the team's football ops, and she's going to oversee various areas of the pro and college scouting departments, including player evaluation, pre- uh, preparation for the draft, and the free agency. Uh, she'll oversee the video and equipment departments. This is a pretty big deal. I mean, she was yeah. with the Vikings for 10 years, and which is 
kind of nuts in and of itself, right? Like, 10 seasons in Minnesota, and she's only 30 years old. Like, she started young, man. Uh, this is... This is pretty cool. Uh, Damien jumps in, of course. Screw the Broncos. They got <laughs> they got Fuller. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I think this is a pretty big hire. I th- you are going to see more women, and this is one of the things Chris and I have talked about with uh, with white wide receivers, right? Like, there's a market inefficiency there that Bill Belichick was able to uh, take advantage of, right? Yes. Like for whatever reason, white wide receivers were going super late in the draft and whatnot, and he well, took they advantage just of that. weren't getting paid. Yeah. They're just going to cost you a lot less because yep. it just looks different. It looks weird. It's not what you're used to at the wide receiver position. And you are going and, to see the same thing with female uh, yeah. coaches, female execs in the NFL, just because they have not played, just because they, you know, et cetera, et cetera, just because it, it doesn't look normal. Right. Doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. Like right. if you find the right person we live for a, in a job, world where analytics is analytics, man. Yeah, like, like meritocracy, can, man. That's that's what this sport is. Yeah, yeah. if you're good if, at your if, job, you're gonna yeah, get paid. If you can, if you can, if you can grade players, then you can do a lot of things. Like there's a, it's so funny when athletes get mad, and the first thing they throw out at at media writers is, "Well, you didn't play." You don't know. Like, mm, pretty sure Bill Belichick didn't play football either. And nobody on the man has not been born. The individual has not been born that knows more about football than him. Okay. Yeah. Guy who didn't play football. He, he played <laughs> lacrosse. He knows more about lacrosse than that. All right. Sam so. Walter jumps in. Our boy from the West Lot Pirates Sam? said, uh, hell yeah, we did. Love this. It's a good hire. Like, again, if you hire good people that know what they're doing, it's going to make your organization better. Like, that's the biggest thing. Find the market inefficiency, get it at a reasonable price, and then, you know, eventually you're going to have to pay for it. But, you know, it, more. I think we're going to see more women get chances in this sport, and I think it's a good thing, you know? This is yeah. not a... The way that this sport is built now, it's not just a bunch of old heads that have all played the sport, like like Chris and I was, were just talking about. Uh, this is a, a good thing. We're moving in the right direction. So... I'm a, I'm a fan of it. So, anything else we need to hit on with it? No, man. Nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about the NBA right quick. We we don't okay. spend a long time on this subject. But, you know, partly because, like, for whatever reason, nobody has really cared about the NBA this year. Uh, and I don't blame them necessarily. But we have not cared. It, we, I can't speak for the rest of the world out there. I can only speak I, for myself. I will speak for <laughs> the rest of the world when I say that uh, – that not a lot of people have cared because the ratings for the NBA this year have gone down drastically. Yeah, ratings, and I understand ratings, are, ratings aren't, aren't a good significant value of that because ratings have been going down for years. They have, but they haven't gone down like this. I mean, this is uh, next level going down. So uh, they've never seen anything like this. It's like three times lower than, than what it typically is. Um, it, it's even worse than last year during the bubble, you know, which wasn't great in and of itself. So that's definitely not good. But either way, either way, the NBA playoffs are getting ready to roll and people, I believe, will start paying attention more so now, right? The NBA regular season has been devalued over the last, what, five years or so? It's it's kind of gone downhill. That's right. And so, but now we've got the playoffs and we have something new that kind of started last year, kind of, sort of, but... Was this in last year? Last year when the bubble, I don't... It wasn't. I, just, a, I don't remember them doing this. It wasn't a play-in tournament. It was a play-in okay. game last year, and it was between the eight and nine seeds. And 
those two teams played uh, it, one game if the eight seed won and two games if the nine seed won. So the nine That's seed right. would have to beat the eight seed twice. In a row. In a row. Not two out of three. Right. Had to beat them twice. In a row. Had to beat them twice in a row. And the eight seed only had to win one of those games. So that's the way it was set up last go-round. Now, now we have a play-in tournament. So the nine and ten seeds still have a shot here. The seven and eight seeds are going to play, right? So in the West, right now, you've got the Lakers and the Warriors playing. They are The Lakers are the seven seed. The Warriors are the eight seed. They are going to play. The winner automatically goes into the tournament, right? That's so the winner gets the seven seed. And the loser goes into a matchup against the winner of the 9-10 seed, which is Memphis and San Antonio. So the Grizzlies and Spurs are playing against each other. Uh, Grizzlies are the 9 seed. They're hosting. And the Spurs, of course, 10 seed, the winner of that plays the loser of the Warriors and the Lakers. And then the winner of that goes in, and they get to be the 8 seed. So it, whether you're 7, 8, 9, 10, you have a shot to get into this thing at this point. And at first, I was not, you know, and I, I'm still a little torn on it because I feel like if you're the seventh seed, like, you should just be in, right? But, because you've got a whole season worth of data. And the fact that the Lakers are 42 and 30 and the Spurs are 33 and 39, like, I feel like that should mean something. And it kind of does because if the Lakers win their first game, then they're in and they don't have to worry about it. But the Spurs can win two games in a row. If they get hot, they're in the playoffs. So, it's uh it's strange. Uh, Damian jumps in on the. Uh, he said, "Does Belichick really know football?" He resigned. Uh, he resigned Fig Newton. Damn it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he he knows. You'll see this year. Um, and then Akbar, because it's a bunch of softies that don't like to play and rule themselves out of the game right before the kickoff. That's a, talking about the NBA. Yeah, I, right. I can understand that as well. Uh, Damian said, "The play-in still sounds stupid already." Chris, what do you I think? Like I like I like it. I. <clears throat> The old man in me hated it when base when it came to baseball, and then I fell in love with it once I actually experienced it. One game for all the marbles to get in, I thought was unbelievable. Baseball screwed it up when they made it a series. Now, now it's not as important. Yep. It's not as good, and it doesn't matter as much. That one game to get in was everything you wanted with playoff baseball. It was so good. It was a game seven. It yes, was a game it was, seven. It was instantly game seven. It was just one game. Win or lose, winner goes on. They get to be in the playoffs. Loser goes home, and and I just I thought it was amazing. Um, basketball, I think this has a chance to be really good. Listen, you don't want to play in the playing game. Don't be the seventh seed. Okay, that that's all. Yes, we have a year's worth of data. Year's worth of data says you're supposed to be better than the ten seed. All right, you're supposed to be better than the nine seed. You're supposed to be better than the eight seed. If you're not better than those teams on one night, then shut your ass up and go home. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't feel sorry for teams not making it to the playoffs because they got beaten the play-in games. I don't. The, hey, the, the way baseball, it's set up, the way it's set up, we cannot have the nine and ten seed both make it in. So that's it. That's yeah. it. I think. I think that's fair. I think one totally of the fair. seven and eight team will be in definitely. Yep. And I. I'm a fan of that. Uh, on the east side, by the way, it's uh, Boston. The Celtics are the seven seed. Washington is the eight seed. Indiana is the nine seed, and Charlotte is the ten seed. So Boston and the Wizards are going to play, and the Pacers and the Hornets are going to play, and then we'll see what happens. Boston is the only team that's five hundred. Everybody else is below five hundred. You you got it. You got it. Um, In the let's see, the six seed. By the way, Boston was four games back of the Miami Heat, 
who are yep. 40 and 32. Boston is 36 and 36. So um, the the first ever baseball play-in that it, I believe it was the first one. Was that not the Cards and the Braves? I don't know. I, I, I couldn't say, tell you the I first was, one ever. So I was on the road. We were touring with, you remember the band Bush? Like yes. Gavin Rossdale and that bunch. So we were touring with them. We were in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, we were at the Varsity Theater. Place. And they, I mean, that place was slammed at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon for this play-in game. Yeah. And they people were so ecstatic I remember, I remember one year Cleveland was in it, and I was I literally had, had flown into Cleveland that day for for something. I don't remember what it was. I'm sure it was a Browns game. Um, and... And I remember we went out to the bar to watch it. And we got to the bar like two hours early because we had nothing else to do, just sitting, you know, in a hotel, whatever. So we're going to go out. And already the whole place was packed. Yep. The whole place was packed. Waiting list out the yin yang. Everybody was just like, you can wait on a table, but you're not going to get like all of these people are here. They've been camped out for hours. Yep. Because this game matters. Yeah. I mean, it's and it was crazy. Once you get into the like, series, it's a seven-game series or a five-game series in baseball, and and the chances of you upsetting the better team is just slim and none. So, yeah, this is the game that matters. This is the game that's important. And it, like in Cleveland, that makes perfect sense, right? It in Cleveland for the Indians, yeah. that makes perfect sense. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for the Braves and the Cardinals, like. I, I didn't really expect, but it was a massive, massive game. So, of course, yeah. people were going to be there. And, it, I mean, it was the middle of the I, afternoon, middle think, of the week. I do think you get casual fans across the country that are intrigued in these matchups, even more so than playoff series once they start. Yeah. Like, I, I think the game between the Celtics and the Wizards and the game between the Lakers and the Warriors are going to be massive. Like, they're going to be massive games because the winner gets into the playoffs. And then I think the the winner of the 9-10 against the loser of 7-8 is going to be massive. So, I don't know about the 9-10 game, but I, I think it'll still draw a bunch of interest. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Damien said this would make sense if the winner between the 7th and 8th seed made the tournament to have the loser play as dumb. I don't see why they should play if they lost. Well, but, but they... Then it, how do... What does it matter then? Like, if they lose and they're out, that means that you can't do that. No, basically, you make, play, they, you make them play twice. Yeah, basically, you would have to have like this makes total sense to me. Yeah, by the this way. this makes more sense to me than uh, than just like seven versus ten and eight versus nine, like seven yeah, and eight. Because it. you need a scenario where definitely one of the seven or the eight seed get in. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I, I think that's important. I like the idea. So it's uh it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm pumped about it. We'll uh you know it'll it'll be I got only the second NBA game I've actually watched this year, like all the way through. Well, I've watched quite a bit, but like I said, I, but they've all either been Celtics games, Grizzly games, or, or Mavs games. That's that's kind of the list of the only teams I've kept up with. That that makes sense for me as well. So uh, I've only watched one Grizzlies game all the way through, but I'll be watching again. So I will watch this one for sure. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's move to the new Pac-12 commissioner, George uh, Klyovkov. Klyovkov, that's it. Okay, uh, former MGM executive, worked at NBC Universal, uh, has a bunch of experience with all this. We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. Obviously, we were, we, we talked very negatively about Larry Scott in the position that he put that Pac-12 in. And that conference has, has been on the back end of the Power Five for uh, forever. You know, just bananas. And I think, like, this was incredibly outside the box. And I think that I kind of liked the hire. It was it was totally positioned for the TV contract that's coming up, right? Because they have to get more money for the TV contract. They, they have to negotiate it correctly, et cetera. And they brought in somebody that's going to understand how to get the most bang for their buck, get the most eyeballs on their product, et cetera. The thing at the end of the day that's going to help the Pac-12 the most is making sure that they build up their product to where people actually want to watch it. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. I don't know that he is going to have a whole lot to do with that because he, he hadn't been on a college campus in, I mean, forever. Like, he, he knows nothing about college sports for the most part. But, man, I'm, I'm kind of in on this because I think the way that you help build the product is – you put more money in their pocket. Like, I think that helps out a lot over there. And, you know, I, I don't know what he's going to do after the TV deal is done because I, I think this was like a long-term contract for him. At, once his TV contract's done, I don't know what he's going to do. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, he is he is uh, associated with them a little bit because he got the Pac-12 basketball tournament into Las Vegas at, at the place that he runs. Uh, he has been involved in big-time professional sports and college football is is moving more towards that, but he's not just the Pac-12 commissioner for football. He is the Pac-12 commissioner for all of these sports. I'm I'm curious your thoughts on this. You and I haven't had a lot of time to talk about it yet. So I disagree with you on the premise that that in order to um, get the big TV money, you you got to make the the teams relevant. I think putting the t- the SEC wasn't the SEC when CBS bought them. That's, that's putting a valid them point. on. Putting them on CBS every weekend made the SEC what it is. That yeah. that's just yeah. that's just true. Getting people access to these games and getting this team's money will make them better. So the product will get better. It's just going to take uh, getting them in front of eyeballs. They they spent the last I don't know five six years not having their best games on TV. Like that's a big deal. That's a problem. 
Yeah, when I can't the Pac-12 tell you how many network, times you and I were trying to bootleg some Pac-12 game that we wanted to watch because it wasn't available on television. Yeah, there was a a massive. So the Pac-12 network, when it first started, they were trying to get more uh, cable subscribers, and they had big time like top fifteen ranked matchups. So between like Oregon and Washington, Oregon and USC, whatever, and the game was on the Pac-12 network. But none of the cable subscribing companies had had carried it. Yeah, they weren't distributing it, so there was no way to watch these games. No, and eventually I didn't even have an option to call Directv and tell them I wanted it. It wasn't an, it wasn't something I could buy. Yeah, it was really strange. Now, eventually, they worked a deal out with ESPN where if it was like a big time game, you know, ESPN would pick it up for them, and and it wouldn't be a Pac twelve network game because they realized, oh crap, if nobody can see like our best games. That's going to hurt us in the long run. People need to be able to see all their games. Agreed. The reason Kentucky's been able to build their brand and transform that school from what they were to what they are is because being on CBS once a year and and being on the SEC network every game, ESPN every game, people around the country being able to find their game. Yes. Yes, it helps a ton. And I think, you know, the the CBS Sports Network does not have – a Power Five league associated with it. CBS is not going to have every Pac-12 game, but they could have one major Pac-12 game every week. And that's, I mean, we, we say CBS because that is the one that doesn't have a tie-in as of right now. ESPN right. and Fox have bought up basically everything else. Everything else. Uh, Sands, right. you know, Notre Dame, who's got the NBC contract. I don't know that NBC is super interested in another league, but CBS, like, I don't know what they're going to do on Saturdays. Without, I mean, they they might just go golf. They might just do whatever. But There's zero chance they will have no football print footprint. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. So I think that There's the Pac-12. Zero, There's zero chance that'll happen. The Pac-12 can jump in and and take over that portion. So they won't have the inventory. And some weeks you're going to end up with Utah and Arizona State as like a massive two thirty game. But I I think that's going to help out everybody in that league. I think it's going to be big. So. I think this was a good move for them because they're getting in at the right time with the right guy. I I don't know what it looks like after the, the television negotiations, but you know, I, I think this worked out okay. Like I'm I'm not I'm not completely crapping on the hire. And I think that there were a few options that they could have chosen, uh, namely, you know, going with co commissioners, which was one of the things that was floated out there. Uh, yeah, they were thinking of this guy, like somebody like this, and then Oliver Luck. I know he's the guy that everybody wanted to take the job. Yep. I, well, Luck has just been around. Everybody knows the name, and he's he's been commissioner for pro leagues, and you know he's been eight an AD before. He's been he he understands college and professional, and you know that one would have made sense to me, but I don't necessarily know that it was the right hire. Uh, I think you know who knows about this one. Like this could be a home run, and we'll see. But uh. But there were there were options out there that I would have absolutely crapped on. This is not one of them. This is outside no. the box thinking, and and Chris and I both are fans of the idea of doing something different, solving a problem. Well, especially when you're struggling, right? Yes. Like if you have nothing else, to, nobody's going to come in and be worse than Larry Scott. Yeah, you got that right. So just you come in and, right. and do something to make the conference more valuable. Give them, bring them value, and make them different. Yes. Yes. I like it. I like it. All right, let's talk a little NFL right quick. So this will be one of our last topics. We'll uh, we'll close out with some UFC from over the weekend. But 
the NFL schedules were released last week. We didn't really get to talk a, a ton about them, and we're not going to spend a long time on it now because we've got an entire summer to break down all of this stuff. But the the strength of schedules uh, that came out, of course, it's uh, the opponent's combined 2021 percentage. You already kind of knew, but it, because we already knew what the matchups were going to be, we just didn't know the order. They've gone through, they've talked about like where they play them in certain weeks, where the bye week falls, all that kind of stuff. CBS released their, uh, their list of the strength of schedules. I'm going to tell you the top five, and I'm going to tell you the bottom five strength of schedules, okay? okay? The top five, number one is the Steelers. Number two is the Ravens. Number three is the Bears. Four Packers and five Vikings. Does that surprise you at all? I don't, I don't think this matters at all. You don't think so? No, I don't think it matters. To think we know what these teams are going to be like now, think we know what teams are going to be good and what teams are not going to be good now, is stupid. You might have a valid point. Um, did, we, did we know that the 49ers were going to lose $90 million in players to injury no. and that team go to shit? No, okay. No, then nobody cares. Did we have any inkling at all that Justin Herbert was going to be good and that the Chargers were going to be worth anything to watch? No, not a chance. Okay. Not right. a chance. So, let's, so let's, <laughs> let's stop pretending that we know what the strength of schedule is going to be right now. Okay, And then we're basing this off of last year's standings, which was a weird-ass COVID year where a shit ton of players opted out and didn't play. I think this this year is going to be really different. Like, really, like we're... We are going to yes, have it's no be idea. A real year, yeah. We, but the fact that we don't have last year to to base anything on, really. I mean, it, we we can try and base it on last year, but like you're saying, it's it, we we don't exactly know what these teams really would have been last season. Yes. So I I'm not sure. Uh, I I do find it funny the the Bucks, by the way, uh, the number twenty nine strength of schedule coming in this year. Like they <laughs> they won the Super Bowl last year, but. Uh, but because they were second in their division and who they end up matching up against because of the, the rotation and whatnot, um, yeah, they they don't have – it looks like they don't have super tough teams to play. Um, but I'm I'm cool with it. The bottom three, by the way, the Falcons, Cowboys, and Eagles. So if, if you had uh, over tickets on the Falcons or Cowboys or whatever, you know, maybe. It, it looks like it could end up being okay. But we shall see. Uh, Chris, was there anything from the NFL schedule aside from Tom Brady's uh, return to Foxborough? Was there anything that you were looking for necessarily out of the schedule release? Yeah, the the first thing I immediately do is start looking at all the primetime games um, that are scheduled, mainly primetime games before like the October's over with because I'm not going to New England or Chicago or anywhere at Cleveland or anywhere else but before that uh, or after that. Um a <clears throat> lot of options, a lot of options. Uh, my Brownies host uh, Thursday night or Monday night. I can't remember. I think it's Thursday night, the Broncos. Um, so that's fun. The problem, see, here's my problem I'm running into is I had all these games I was going to try to go to for college as well. And like, I wanted to go to Chicago and watch the Minnesota game, North Northwestern. That is the weekend after the Broncos Browns game. Yeah, there's there's zero chance my my wife's going to be okay with me going back to back weekends. Yep. yep. So now no, I'm figuring sense. out where I'm going and what I'm doing. Um, but I'll tell you this: this is a game that 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 struck my fancy that I'd really do want to go to. I I kind of want to go to the Bengals Jags Thursday night game. That's like early September. It's like September 21st. Let's see, Bengals Jags. I'm pulling up the Bengals right now. 
let's see, Thursday, September 30th. 30th, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that's in September still. That That's a game I'd like to go to. I think that, I think that, that could be, be interesting. a fun game. Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, you, you get to see Trevor so, Lawrence against Joe Burrow again. Um, Urban Meyer. Yep. Running back up the, to Ohio. The Bears, the Bears don't have a primetime game that that's before October's over with. I'm not going that that's home, um, you know. So that that hurts uh, with 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 trying to go see something in Chicago. But I, a lot of people were talking about how many primetime games the Packers have. Yeah, uh, but they're all on Sunday night late. That's that's what I was going to say. Like three of the the five or whatever are super late in the season, and they're they all flex options. Out. Yeah, they're so, all flex options. And that was smart, by the way. Yeah. That was really smart. If Aaron Rodgers is there, you want all those games. If he's not, you you get a you get a punt to to get out of them. So And and before that, you know, it's it's probably not a bad idea to have them in primetime at least sometimes because one, the Packers still a historical franchise. Like they got a massive fan base. And oh, you can no, see what Jordan still Love is. Get, like everybody yeah. gets a Thursday night game. Every team has to have a Thursday night game. So they would still be on Thursday night at least once, and there's no doubt they would get at least one uh, Sunday night, Monday night game throughout the season at some point in time because of their draw and because of a matchup. I mean, like you could always put like a Packers Bears game on on you know Sunday or Monday night and know that you're going to do fine and do well uh, with that matchup, even if the teams are bad. Okay. Like that's yeah. fine, but but just to think because they're Green Bay and they have this massive fan base, like they're owed three or four primetime games. No, they're owed three or four primetime games because of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, that's that's it. Green Bay gets you one primetime game, and then everybody gets a Thursday night game. Hey, were you uh were you at all surprised that the Sunday night game in Week One is going to be the Bears at the Rams? Yeah, I was super disappointed. I think they want to open that stadium. And that's well, yes, why. they, they want to open the stadium. Play, and it, I really am pissed off about that because that Browns-Chiefs game should have been the Sunday night game. That's that's kind of what I thought. Um, but I do think that, one, they want to open the stadium. And two, I mean, that's two of the three biggest media markets in the country. And and it's, you know, I understand. Yeah, but, like, but LA, LA is not a football town. Yeah. They're not a Rams town, okay? No, they're, they're certainly not. Yeah. Uh, so you know so the bears like the bears are always going to have eyeballs on them. You're gonna you're gonna have a hundred thousand seat stadium that's this palace, and they're gonna have twenty thousand people there. Like why why like you? That's the optics you want. Come on, it's I I did find it strange. I did find like it I would have picked I would have picked a place for all the primetime games. I would have picked places that were going to be sellouts. The uh, the Monday night game. I I will tell you this. It, it, it cracked me up to no end that the guys that do some of the PFF podcasts had no idea that there was only going to be one Monday night game to start off with. You know, they're so used to the doubleheader. And yeah. I, I listened to two different PFF podcasts where the hosts did not know why there was not a doubleheader on Monday night. And they're just not paying attention. They're just not paying these, attention. These are guys that take the off season off. Which is which is nuts because yeah. they're the ones that like really focus in on like and I understand I they do film do work and all that and you, and you take the off season off like yeah it's fine to take your vacation but you can't take whole months off from it's, this sport it's kind of nuts for anybody that doesn't know why there's not uh, a double header on Monday night this year ESPN got the double header later in the year um, I believe it's in week eighteen right or week seventeen it, it, one of the last two weekends of the year they are flexing. Uh, their Monday night doubleheader to a Saturday. 
doubleheader with games that have playoff implications. And I love it. I think it's well, a yeah, fantastic it's a smart idea. deal by ESPN. Yes. Is we, you know, we, and smart by we, the NFL. Get more eyeballs. Well, yeah, but it's better for ESPN than the NFL. I, I do agree. The NFL is not hurting for eyeballs, Gary. Yeah. No, ESPN having a doubleheader on Monday night, like, it, I understand the NFL is not hurting for eyeballs, but, uh, but that late game, man, I, there was rarely anybody that stayed up for that late game on Monday night. Like that no, first I disagree. Week. I think there was like, rarely people in the West and the East Coast that stayed up. Well, that's it. Yeah. And that's, did. that's where the majority of the country is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, I'm, I'm curious about, uh, how things are going to go, you know, once you get into the next week, uh, what, uh, what'd you think about Dak and, uh, and Tom Brady in, in the first game? Uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it, look, here's, here's what's weird about them rolling out like primetime prestigious games early on in the season. You're you're talking to a guy that has like spent my entire life trying to diet. Okay, when when I go long periods of time without eating anything good, like just nothing but veggies and like bland ass food, like I don't have to have like the greatest steak in the world or the best meal for that first bite of like real food. Anything is good. I'll take anything. We've lived in the desert for three months without football, without real NFL football. Four months. When by the time the season starts, it'll be six months since we've had football in our lives. Okay. You don't have to give me the best game of the year right here. I don't need it. Anything will do. You can put the shittiest matchups that you've got on the schedule out there, and we're all going to rush to the TV like we're dying for air. Like it is just we've held our breath for nine minutes, and this oxygen is going to keep us alive. Okay, yes. this is this is what it is. And then by week three or four, now you got to start giving me some matchups that I give a shit about. Okay, because because now we're starting to become gluttons. This is this is what I think about how the schedule should be made. Week three, uh, you've got the Cowboys facing off against, da, 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 da. let's see, uh, you've got a Monday night matchup between the Cowboys and the Eagles in week three, see, and you get the Bucks game. and the Rams. That's that's going to be a shit game. Yeah, but it's two big markets. This is where the this is where the NFL is killing me. They don't. This is not college football, boys. You don't need two big markets to do a big number on Monday night. The worst Monday night football game will be bigger than any television show all year long on TV at all. Okay. Yes. Nothing all year will do better than the than the shittiest Monday night football game. So why, why do you care about the markets? The Eagles should not get any primetime games this year. You, you openly tanked last year to get a better draft pick. I, I agree with what you did as an organization. I don't disagree with it. But I know you're in the business of tanking and rebuilding, and therefore you get the Thursday night game, and that's it. That's the only time people get to watch you on at night. Here's, uh, here are some of the 12 o'clock games that week. Uh, you've got uh, the Chargers at the Chiefs. You got Colts at Titans. You yeah. got uh, Bears at the Browns. You got the Bengals Steelers. You got uh, Saints Patriots. Uh, Washington at the Bills. I mean, just all kind of stuff. Like, now you got it, a lot of really good teams playing really good teams, or at least his like good matchups or whatever. This is this is a shit team against uh, a team we think is going to be better. We, we and think, that's it. We you know, I, people hope. Uh, the Sunday night game is the Packers and the 49ers in that spot. Yeah, it's a great game. 
That's a great so, game. But but like they're, they're they're yeah, you just named off seven options. All seven of those are a better option. The Eagles should be buried on the one o'clock slew of thirteen games every every week. Yes. Yes and just buried just buried there. That is uh that is the truth. That is the truth. The NFL schedule anti, is always I'm weird. Not, listen, I'm not I'm not anti tanking. But once I realize your team is in a rebuilding mode, your ass goes to the one o'clock buried spot. Yeah, it's it, does everybody get a Monday night game? I don't think everybody no, is supposed to get no, one. Everybody, everybody no, everybody gets Cleveland a Thursday. Decades without a Monday night football game. Yeah. So like if you're the Eagles and you're rebuilding and you're trying no, to figure all this stuff get, out. You, you get everybody gets one Thursday night game. That's it. You get one Thursday night game, and then you don't even get a four o'clock game. Every game you get from here on out for the rest of the year is all in that one o'clock slot and slot. That's and, then, it. and then we can flex you out of it if you end up being all right. Yeah, like, that's right. We can we can pull you out if we want later. Yep, yep, I agree. Um, we'll close out the show with UFC 262 from over the weekend. And did you uh, did you get to watch any of this? Zero. So Didn't care. I I was able to watch it at uh, at that party that we went to, which was not so much a party. It was it was at a bar, but they had like a gigantic TV and whatnot, and and I got to watch. And I got to tell you, uh, that product never disappoints, man. At UFC for whatever reason, like it, lately, and I know I, I've said this, you know, over the past month, month and a half, like this is the time when it is it's a dream for big UFC fans. Um, the, the two biggest matchups, the, the co-main events, Tony Ferguson lost for the third straight time against Benel Dariush, and he just got dominated in this spot. And I, Tony is, uh, he's old. I mean, he's just old. Like, I don't know what, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him now. Like, he, he lost to Gaethje. Like, he had that massive fight against Habib lined up. And now, you know, he, he lost uh, the interim title fight to Justin Gaethje. He lost to Charles Oliveira, who is now the lightweight title uh, holder. And now he loses this one to a guy that was ranked like number 13 or something in the lightweight division. Like, this is this is rough, man. I, I don't know what they're going to do no, with him. It's, like, it's tough. It reminds me of Cowboy. It's, yeah, Cowboy has lost, what, six straight? Like, watching the end of these guys' career that we've kind of grew up liking and watching a lot, it's tough, man. Like, That's, this is... This is like this isn't like any other sport where you know you can kind of see them go out on their shield. Now these guys just when they when they fall off and they don't have it, these the new guys just come in and just beat the hell out of them. You just see them get beat up a lot. And Ferguson a lot. had been on a twelve fight win streak. It was over like eight or nine years. Like he had yeah. not lost a single, and now now he can't win. Like he, I mean, they they threw him somebody that was barely a top fifteen guy. And who is still an incredible fighter, but I mean that that's rough to watch, man. It, it it was not fun because he just got. I mean, he was slammed to the turf like nonstop. It's just ridiculous, just ridiculous. So, uh, so that and then of course the the title fight between Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira. Uh, everybody talked about Michael Chandler being uh, <laughs> Tony in the press conference last week said that he had Dana White privilege. Did you see this? <laughs> no. He had had one fight in UFC, and we watched him uh, knock out. Who was it that he fought? Like Paul Felder or somebody like that. Uh, but he he caught somebody in the first round, like a minute in, and then got a, a title fight. Like he came over from Bellator and got this title shot and looked good in the first round. Like dominated the first round. Everybody thought he was going to knock out Charles Oliveira in the first round. 
because of the way that he was he was hammering on him. And Oliveira comes back in the second round and catches him and knocks him smooth out. Like Oliveira has done a lot of uh, a lot of takedowns, a lot of submissions, but this go round, man, he knocked him straight out. And and Oliveira, man, like he's he's won I think eight or nine in a row now, and he is something else. Like he's the the last one that took down Tony Ferguson. Now he takes down Michael Chandler. Like he is uh, he is the head honcho in that division as of now. And I am pumped because now you get to make even more fights because you got Dustin Poirier coming up. You got Gaethje that, that could end up fighting Oliveira. Like, that that lightweight division is awesome. I am stoked to see what's going to end up happening. Obviously, the next big one is in June with Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards. And uh, somebody, oh, it's the Izzy Adesanya fight. So, lots of big stuff coming up in UFC, and we'll talk about all that more as the time comes. But as of right now, I think it's time for us to wrap this up. Is there anything else we need to hit? That's it, brother. That is it. We got it in under an hour. Look at that. Look at that. It was nice to get back to doing it live. You know, we hadn't gotten to do that in a while. Damien, by the way, said, uh, screw all the games. Seeing Justin Fields will steal the show. You agree? I mean, we'll see. Andy Dalton's still QB1 for right now, though. So, (laughs) you got to beat out uh, the Red Rocket. All right. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Do us a favor and subscribe on YouTube and on the podcast. Whatever your podcast feed is, whether it's Spotify, Google, Apple, etc., whatever, just hit the subscribe button for us. Make sure that you are downloading the episodes. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, with that said, let's get out of here. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.